Jason, have you watched Yellowstone at all? Uh-uh. Okay. First of all, uh, Server, have you watched Yellowstone? Nah, I keep getting told to. Dude, it is it is such it. trash. It is so good. It is like masquerading as Prestige TV. The intro is all glossy and has this like... <laughs> like <laughs> Game of Thrones meets Gunsmoke kind of music. And everything's really expensive and shot you know, on film stock. And it's gorgeous. And right. they obviously spend the earth on scenery and location shooting and there's actual credited actors in this like stage people anyway it's basically a fucking telenovela uh in the first four episodes like eight people die like four of them accidentally and two of them are just like hey could you go kill that guy for us and like they just slaughter him and nobody's like hey where's rick it's like oh tuesday guess rick didn't come into work um at one point in the series, a bomb is set on a plane and nobody ever addresses it. Like, there's just a bomb on a plane two seasons later and nobody's ever figured out what happened to it. It's just written, it's written by like, it's produced by adults and it's written by a hyperactive 12-year-old boy who thinks you can get shot like twice a week and be fine. Like, when there's a character this? who just... So when did you uh, start writing it, Spencer? <laughs> um, six weeks ago... <laughs> When is this set? It's going great. The present. (laughs) It's set in the present, Jason. There's a dude who straight up, like, gets shot twice at close range, like point blank range, and then absolutely beats the fuck out of the guy who shot him twice at point blank range. Okay. Does the the mountain thing and thumbs, like, the dude's eyes out. Yeah. Um, you know, which is definitely an easy way to kill somebody. I wonder, like, that's got to be the disproportionately, the, the, kill method that appears in movies and shows more disproportionately than any other compared to real life right well in real life like if you did that the person would be like ow you've blinded me it wouldn't kill you right it would send them into like a violent desperate fucking rage like yeah (laughs) in other movies go to sleep (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like in movies and shows, they act like that's the off button for a human, right? Just press there, <laughs> hold for 10 seconds, and they'll reset, you know? They'll, they'll do yeah. a hard reset. Um, but anyway, and he gets shot twice. And then afterwards, he's like, oh, are you okay? You know, to the lady who was being attacked. He's like, you okay? Okay, good. Hey, you should call a doctor. And he holds his side like he just ran too hard. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Two episodes later, dude's like sprinting in jeans and boots. He's fine. Um which is would only make sense but the woman suffers grievous injuries that last like until the next season like they do makeup and shit but rip wheeler's like that's cool you need me to kill somebody again my wednesday's open so um, i'm hearing a, anyway. a lot of uh, a lot of no selling there's a lot of there's a lot of no sell rip rip wheeler could no sell god god would be like <laughs> cancer and he'd be like Wah! no so we, um, got a, we got an undertaker on this show there, listen. There's he is absolutely an undertaker. Um, also, everyone talks in wrestling. Like everybody walks in promoing. Like there's no small talk on this show. Somebody walks in and they're like, "Let me tell you what, Bret Hart." You know, like they, it's instantaneous. So that was not what I wanted to talk about. The scene I wanted to talk about that was the funniest shit I have seen on TV in a long time is they start off one scene by having a livestock cop find two guys who beat up a girl trying to steal the trailer like it's a horse and it's a trailer right and they beat her up like they hit her in the face oh you hit a lady in the face these two dudes are in for it bad so the cops are like yeah we'll take him to the station one second they put him in the horse trailer and this guy 
is oh, given yeah it's given like a happy scene where it's like woo i got these cattle thieves in the back of the horse trailer and i'm doing the jackass on roller skates thing right like he's stopping he's starting he's uh-huh. winging them around and they're like flying all over the back and they're playing like festive banjo like like total like oh hey festive fun with bad guys kind of music and then they have this triumphant wing back into the rodeo where he steers the truck and the horse trailer back in and it's like all right boys enough fun i think we need to take these guys into the station and he opens the door and the music fucking stops and there's two corpses eyes open dead as hell blood everywhere like he's totally fucking slaughtered these two guys he's like oh no <laughs> and, I, and I laughed for like 10 minutes straight because <laughs> the show does this very stupid thing where they're like we are with the fun guy it's totally fun corpses sorry he's an idiot do we mean to tell you he's an idiot and he just killed two guys who you'll never ask about again good job oh livestock show. cop live yes that's a Which thing in, in montana apparently if you put on livestock police or whatever uh you can just shoot anyone you can just roll up and like gun down civilians it's fine why would a regular cop with- not be able to handle livestock crimes <laughs> This like special you don't training. You, you don't understand. You might understand the streets, but you don't understand the pastures, brother. You don't speak cow. You don't speak cow. I got sources I, on the inside. I'm I, deep I was undercover. Under, I, was under, I was undercover for years. Part of I me still a, is. Sorry, I went so undercover. I, I thought I was a cow. The bat. <laughs> the way they describe this law Ooh. enforcement agency too is like the badges are just transferable between people. Like, at one point, the dad just hands a badge over to his son, and he's like, take this. Huh. Like, uh, like the badge itself is imbued, like Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. My, my parents are not the type to, like, sit here and watch Clint Eastwood and be like, ah, this is, this is how things should be. So they told me to watch this show, and I thought it would be, like, brooding into the sunsets. And in the first three episodes, in each of the first three episodes, the youngest son of Kevin Costner... Uh, commits an unplanned murder and I'm like does this go on is this just ever if this was the premise every week of the show I would I think I would like it a lot more but like in the first three episodes by the end of the third hour he's killed three people none of it was premeditated right he just found himself in situations where he had to kill somebody and he's like it, dipshit, it kind of it's Dexter. like it, it's almost yes. It's almost like a sitcom of like, oh, here's another body. Like, what if the Dukes of Hazard had like an, a TVMA rating? Yeah, like imagine you but know they would always y'all have they to would watch this show. It's it. the weirdest fucking thing. I've you know they'd always seen. freeze frame it. Waylon Jennings, you know, would be like, well, these Duke boys. How are, are they going to get out of this barrel of syrup? There's two right. corpses in the back of a horse. Right. Trailer. The, the freeze the freeze frame is somebody dropping someone off a cliff, and it stops halfway, and it's like, well, looks like the buttons got themselves another pickle so maybe this show is like the dukes who are themselves hazards Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the, The hazard dukes yeah the dukes is hazards Mm. yeah that is 100 what they have given this is a truly revolutionary thing although i under i'm very glad to be separated from the discourse because everything i've ever seen written about this show has been like oh a searing look at the american west and now that i'm in this i'm like y'all this chris jerk uh chris driver uh, Jerkwee calls this show Unplanned Ranch Murder, and I think that's pretty much that <laughs> really does cover it. 
And everyone's like, oh, why aren't you talking about Yellowstone? I'm like, all of y'all have been pretending you're watching Prestige Cable and you're just watching Ranch Murder of the Week. And I love this. There was a scene last night between an especially violent lady and a dude. No, we have to talk about who the, this is important to say who this is because they have given the role of like, you know, that one, that one, everybody get that in these shows. Everybody's got that one sibling who's just uncountably violent and contains like hidden depths of violent rage, like the James Caan and the Godfather thing. It's a girl in this, in this show. Candace it's the well, it's, it's it's a about daughter. Time. It's about yeah, time. it's the daughter who just commits nonstop acts of violent terrorism on people. Good for her. Oh, it's great. It's Kelly Riley too, who I love. But, but last night, anyway, the show in a nutshell was this: this girl going, "Nobody's at the ranch. We should have sex in the middle of this rodeo ring." And the guy goes, "Maybe later, but right now we need to dance, little lady." And he's like, "Music starts playing." And he and just wants to, yeah. romance, and she's like, "Now, fuck me in the dirt." Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he's like, maybe later, but first I need a little warm. Uh, hey, man, yeah. they got through the scene without anybody getting murdered. That's that's the start. It sounds like this we show is like Walker, Texas the ranch, Ranger. The ranch is empty because everybody else is out murdering. I'm not oh, kidding. Okay. The, the ranch is only empty because the grandson of one of the other kids, the son of the kid who commits all the murders, so Kevin Costner's grandson, was kidnapped by a Montana militia. And so all of the ranch hands are on some kind of recon mission to get the kid back. And in the course of doing that, they kill six people. So <laughs> the show is like murder- uh, great. Walker, Texas Ranger mixed with Far Cry with a budget. Yeah, big budget. Yeah, big, massive budget. Big like, budget. Like, and, 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 and the budget sounds unnecessary. <laughs> mm-hmm. My, I, the only character... Oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you, because you haven't seen the episode after they kill the guys in the horse trailer. The next episode after that opens with the agent who did the killing of the guys in the horse trailer being furious that he is in jail. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the only logical character in the whole show is the guy who, when they are shooting people randomly at a survivalist camp they ask him a question like where's the boy and he just shoots himself just like just hey it's not- so everybody's so dramatic it's great but they find the cult leader and the and the they're like where's the boy and he's like i know where he is To the shutdown full cast, you are listening. And alarmed by the noises coming out to of the your internet's body. only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall. Joining me, uh, as always, my co-hosts uh, to my right in Atlanta, Georgia, Holly Anderson. Now, to your immediate right is the dog. There is a dog sitting on this couch in between us. That is Betty. Uh, Jason Kirk in beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia, here again with the light of Magic Hour behind him, lighting him as if he were a character from Yellowstone itself. Hello, Jason. Hello. <clears throat> Howdy. Is that how they talk? We know, he's, we know he's not on Yellowstone because he's not, as far as I'm can alive. tell, murdering someone. Cause, murdering yeah, cause or not being hiding from livestock at cops. The time. Y'all lied to us about this being a prestige show, unless this is just, is this what Breaking Bad was like? Um, 
Breaking Bad was kind of like Breaking Bad would occasionally do really art like what Yellowstone doesn't do anything patently weird overtly weird breaking bad would do overtly weird things mm-hmm. to let you know you are watching quote art unquote mm. so this is yeah this is one more to add to our list of if breaking bad was good you, we, we disagree on this but I'll, I'll... <laughs> no it's fine um it, it i'm was sorry the no hour. Claws, <laughs> claws and yellowstone no no other show featured brian cranston throwing a pizza on a roof in a fit of anger so i'm just gonna go ahead and and point that out as a resume point um oh god jason she just chew on you now did you see stetson bennett's i am like i'm the king kong of this shit moment after georgia won the national title you know when field, was this so prob- probably no no okay. i was uh i was i was spending seven minutes walking across all of indianapolis so i missed it at the time <laughs> it's done um you missed stetson bennett when they asked him about being an underdog Stetson Bennett basically post game said, I am, you know, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm here. I'm obviously the best, which good, good for him. I just like that in that moment, Georgia's five, nine, five, 10 quarterback who weighs 120 pounds and who somehow managed to hold onto the starting job when given the mic immediately went full heel immediately went, went, how dare you? This is my belt. Y'all come get it. This was Stetson Bennett's big moment. I'm just glad that he f- decided to completely depart reality, admit nothing, and be like, "Yeah, I'm better than Bryce Young. Yeah, I'm better. I'm better than anyone." I can't grow you got. facial hair, but I'm better than Bryce Young. I'm better. Yeah. <laughs> I can't grow a pencil thin mustache. I can't throw for five thousand yards, but I'm better because I'm here. Don't look at the other people on this team. Don't. It's just me. Me. I'm the best quarterback. It's a team sport, but 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 me. I appreciated that. Bless his heart. Yeah. What a place in Georgia's quarterback lineage. Like, all the guys they've had who have, like, set records and shit. To, you know, mm-hmm. SEC, SEC records and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. They still have all-time completions. King, Grayson Lambert, the number of five stars who they've recruited, who've transferred elsewhere typically, uh, who've transferred in and then immediately transferred out without playing. Like, what a list. What a freaking I list. The ones they should have grabbed. The ones they should have been able to sign. And this is the guy. <laughs> I wish he'd gotten up there and been like, this is for Joe Cox. This is for Joe Cox. This is for <laughs> Grayson Cox, Lambert. This, this is for Eric for... Zire. This is for Joe Tereshinsky. <laughs> oh, what was the name? all of them. Bauta. No, no, oh, 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 Peyton, oh, Phaeton uh, Bauta. Bauta. This is yeah, for, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what, I got it, I got it, y'all. This is for Logan Gray. This That's is for right. fair catch in Logan Gray. Get ready to hear fair catch by Logan Gray, because all my rowdy friends are here for G-Day. <laughs> Yo, this is this is for Matthew Stafford. Mark That's Rick, right. How, I hadn't thought about this until this moment. How steamed is Mark Richt? I know he doesn't. I know Mark Richt doesn't get mad. <laughs> yeah, but, yes. Unless it's Todd Grantham. But how mad is Mark Richt like, looking at this screen and being like, fucking really? <laughs> that, that's who yeah. did it. Had, had had Aaron Murray throwing for four thousand yards, and yet this is what gets it done. Not that Mark Richt would ever say the f word either, and I apologize for even implying that. I feel bad. This for DJ Shockley, y'all. <laughs> Fellowship is an f word. Mm, mm-hmm. That is true. It is. Fitness. Fortitude. Mm. Fiber. 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 Yeah. Big. Fiber. Yeah. That's a big one. Not yeah. that this needs reinforcing at this point, but lest you ever doubt the 
levels of derision that Todd Grantham (laughs) inspires even in his closest colleagues. Never forget that Mark Richt called him a dumbass on television. Hey, I'm just optimistic because one program got rid of of Todd Grantham and several years later won a national title. We've done the same. So there's a possibility we could have a trend of two. A lot of programs have gotten rid of Todd Grantham (laughs) over the years. (laughs) A lot of titles to be won. (laughs) uh, Ryan had another theory related to why this was finally George's year. Ryan's theory was that, well, SB Nation was covering college football for so many years and that getting rid of all of us was like erasing a binding rune. And all of George's title hopes were, as he put it, in like a Ghostbusters containment unit. Yeah. And when they removed all of we were the ones preventing it because we all stood in front of the door. And now George's title hopes are lumbering around town like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Well, I, I still subscribe mostly to uh, the Alex Kirshner theory that, you know, it's just cool to see a blue state beating Alabama mm-hmm. for football titles. You know, that's just cool. Yeah. It's just cool yeah, to see, leftists. like, a, a, you know, a truly national sport that unites America. You know, you have a baby blue state with, you know. It's just a, a radical Antifa communist socialist state like Georgia mm-hmm. a- able to win in such a, a traditionally um, deep South red state sport. I personally love to see it. I mean, a big red team with a stunning ground attack, mm-hmm. not much in terms of advanced technology and just a deep depth chart all the way around that really can, you know, at every single point, it's a no-name, you know, not that it's a no-name defense. We know the names on the defense, but everybody contributes, right? We spread the tackles around. There's not one person you can zero in on. It sounds like the Red Army to me, right? By the yeah, way, that's the, champion, that's, the, that's the championship Red Army mm-hmm. that, that won World War II. We'll just go ahead and point that out, dog fans. Get on that revisionist. Get off that revisionist <laughs> shit. Get on with the realness, right? That, that's right. That's right. That time you got arrested for DWI in St. Simons. That was your personal Stalingrad. There we go. And just like Stalingrad, you won, but at a great cost. About $14,000, including attorney's fees. <laughs> and now um, look at you. And now, and now look at you. Champions! Uh, Ch- Jason, what was, the, what was the title game experience like? Apart from being uh, the only was... neutral partisan in a, in a, sea, of, a, a sea of fans. It was cool. It was fun. I guess uh, for the uh, for the listeners who weren't on our space immediately after the game, um, I was uh, in the Twitter suite, the uh, with like you know some former athletes and some like uh, some ESPN folks and some uh, people from other parts of the internet that I'm like, oh, that's 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 a different part of the like TikTok people and whatever, um, mm-hmm. and like uh, it was like ninety something percent Georgia fans. Um, there was Blake Sims in there who was holding down for Alabama, talking a lot of shit for Alabama, and good for him. Um, And, like, he was one I I mentioned (laughs) elsewhere that, like, Bama fans walking out were just like, ah, fuck it, see you in L.A. next year. Um, (laughs) Blake Sims, as things started to go south, like, there was no point when he was like, oh, man, this is bad, we're going to lose. It was very much just like, shrug. (laughs) We're on Pasadena. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I heard at least one Bama fan say, not bad for a rebuilding year. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah and then at some point there was um a video of like the we're in front of the wall of georgia fans we were the the spike squad was like within shouting distance of us um several several media folks who you can see in the front of the suite who are georgia fans going crazy and like there's me wearing blue only person wearing blue (laughs) and i'm just like this is a high quality football game I have no <laughs> no attachment whatsoever to the outcome, but I appreciate that many people do. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. So briefly went wow. like mildly viral for being like a uninvested, unbothered guy. But like, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Shout out Twitter. Shout out. Uh, shout, after, after all those posts, thank you to Twitter for uh, acknowledging my posting, I guess. In the middle of all this, and I, in the middle of all this, and I guess he was uh, out being a person or living a life. We got a message from producer Doug, who had screen capped it, and he was like, "Is that Jason?" <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like and then enjoyed did, the did, incredibly did. efficient walk through uh, Indianapolis, as as we discussed in our space. Um, Indianapolis, a marvel of engineering, of of human achievement. The uh, America's place where we put stuff we want to get done quickly. I think America's is Indianapolis. McDonald's Playland. It's all just little tunnels. Yeah, it's very like, tunnely. It's very skywalky. It's an incredible place. If you want to take 70,000 Southerners and put them somewhere where it's 20 degrees and you want them to still be happy, it's Indianapolis because they don't have to go outside yeah. at all. At all. And you built them a habitat. It's amazing. Trail. It's an arcology is what Indianapolis is. It's a habitat. It's uh, it's it's a. Uh, I think it was Matt Scalisi who said like it feels like a city where that was planned on purpose. Which coming from someone what? from Birmingham saying that to someone from Atlanta, it's like what the fuck is this? These buildings are in places for reasons, right? So yeah. I mean, Birmingham could, could was designed with a purpose in mind. It just wasn't the same purpose. <laughs> you want everybody to be able to get down here and out? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so like, I mean, it, whenever, whenever they put another event in Indianapolis, everyone will say, oh, there's not glamorous nightlife and whatever. And it's like, okay, if you want that, you're right. But like, man, you're going to be able to leave so fast. <laughs> so I like it when, when people are like, when, when yeah, people, why don't when, we put the, tem- the, the title game back where it's supposed to be in Scottsdale? It, I mean, I, I, I have fond feelings towards Scottsdale, but it's not exactly like the greatest place to actually watch a game and what, then go what, out and do what, something. What, what are your attachments to Scottsdale? Oh um, no! I'm just saying, glamorous nightlife. Yeah, glamorous nightlife. But you people drastically overestimate themselves when it comes to hey sports man, you riders? know they they ain't got any nightlife, you know, because you're yeah, gonna go out and tear it up. Yeah, you're gonna go tear it up at Live in Miami, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you're gonna be you're gonna be up at the club. You're gonna be in the VIP. Takes an hour and forty five minutes to drive anywhere from the Rose Bowl, even if you're staying in Pasadena. Just Stu Mandel wow. popping bottles in the VIP. Million dollar Mandel, he can afford it. Million dollar Mandel, <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't need nightlife. People, are like, you need nightlife. No, you don't. You want a bar. You want. No, a you b- don't, man. You are all over thirty, and most of you are over forty. You want hotel sleep. That's what you want to do. You want to. You want. You a want nice, blackout curtains that work. Come you on. want a nice hotel bar, right? So you can get a couple of Bud Lights. You want room service that stays open past eleven. That's it. And then you want to be able to get in and out of there. That's what eighty-five to ninety percent of y'all want mm-hmm. when yeah. it comes to nightlife. Yeah. yeah, keep be honest. It's okay. Just it's be and like there the is no shame in saying I enjoyed yeah. my time in this city because everything got done and <laughs> you know what I mean. Like 
it's okay to count that. You know, you don't have to say like, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to commit any crimes. It was so boring. Stop fronting, man. Come on. It's and, okay. You're boring. And too. listen, okay. a good number of the people who were, a good number of the people who were complaining about that. Yeah. We know you're all super eager to cheat on your spouses. We've seen how you rock. It <laughs> Just why are you so loud about it? My God. Just get on Tinder and shut up. Tinder's everywhere. You're going to, you're I, going to Vegas at some point soon, very soon. Uh, anyway, we just go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Get it yeah, got the masters are coming right up. Augusta strip clubs are here for you. Just calm down. <laughs> I need nightlife. We sell cocaine in every major city in America. Every uh, major city has cocaine. I need You'll nightlife. I need a strip club I haven't been thrown out of yet, and they still have my picture up everywhere in Uber distance. That's Man, not you're telling problem. me the home of Jim Ursay doesn't have nightlife? Come on now. <laughs> Seriously. Jim, you, what, just, if you just, just add Jim Jim's Ursay, plug and you are just good. Find Jim, <laughs> just find Jim just Ursay. Follow, <laughs> just just follow the sirens is, to Jim Ursay's house. <laughs> what it's I'm really be. hearing is just a lack of initiative. And the sirens really. aren't law enforcement, by the way. I want to make clear when Jason says that he implies that the raid of Jim Ursay's house is actually lined with huge sirens so that you could just follow the noise <laughs> so that, all the way to party there. town. Yeah. You follow the searchlights. <laughs> the wolf is loose! <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have nightlife. Come on now. <laughs> Listen, that, that was the whole... You're just scared. You can't hang with Jim Ursay is the problem. <laughs> Nobody the can hang the, with Jim Ursay. The now known as Meta World Peace Ron Artest Indiana sure Peter Pacers. O'Toole Come on. could hang with Jim Ursay. Yeah, you don't you don't think Peyton Manning got down? Yeah, that's right, Peyton Manning oh. out until eight out until eight p.m. Careful now, eight okay. thirty, getting loose in Indianapolis. Uh, not, I mean, not in the hips, but yeah, no, he's very. Oh, I'm a very stiff quarterback. My my fluidity is mostly mental, and in the shoulder. My fluidity is mostly mental. I'm gonna use that. But I, but it was fine. I mean, Indianapolis was fine. I, that's what I expect, like a town to land at is fine. Yeah, I'd rather have entirely acceptable. Yeah, I'd rather have a town that says we are going to give you B plus, and then they fucking give you B plus to A minus, than a town that says, "Come on down, we got A plus," and it's like this was a C minus at best. I would much rather aim for what you can hit and slightly over deliver perfection. The shutdown full cast. The shutdown full cast. Aim for a D plus. Wait, a C minus. A C minus. Mm-hmm. We will get you that degree. C's get degrees. We are That's not here to pretend that we can read. I do also enjoy people who are like, well, you know, it's, it's Indianapolis. Like, man, you know, to hell with Indiana. To be clear, we at no point did we say that Indiana was Indianapolis. That would be like saying that Atlanta is Georgia. No, Atlanta is of Georgia and sprouts from its forehead. It is definitely not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, we are not defending um, South Bend. We are not defending nope. South Indiana, which, <laughs> let mm. me tell you, is a uh, super Kentucky. It's South so is large. not a lie. It is so large and it is all Kentucky. Yeah, and there are so There's many a lot of that. billboards. So many. No offense billboards. to Kentucky, as as a Tennessee native, I am also technically from Kentucky. So I will defend Fort Wayne because the city of Fort Wayne popped up in my mentions when I was making jokes about Fort Wayne hating Indianapolis, and they posted an amusing GIF in response. So shouts out to Fort Wayne, your also, social media manager. The city on point. itself. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, whole but city. The Fort Wayne Gazette was seated next to the AJC in the press box, so I'm really hoping that words were exchanged over that. 
that's right Fort what Wayne. was what was the head what was the ajc headline that sparked this feud what was the exact word <laughs> oh the ajc prior to this was like dog fans gird themselves for trip too cold comma expensive it was, indianapolis they called it, expensive. <laughs> it was such a weird ass headline because like the post was just oh. basic seo jar like seo bleep blorp mm -hmm. weather forecast ticket information put into paragraphs like it was not what it was the most boring the thing you could possibly Fuck read. Indianapolis. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. And then the headline they put on it was like, the city's expensive. No, the ticket is no, expensive. Not more than Atlanta. The city's cheap as shit. Yeah. I did. But um, yeah, yeah. Like, the, like, maybe they're trying to prevent a deeply weird drain. headline that everyone, as soon as they saw it, acted like it was a fucking boss up headline or something. <laughs> it's, uh, you know what's really sad, though? I feel like this was probably what they were aiming for. I don't they know. Were probably, I don't give, I don't they, give the they were AJC aiming that at level boss of and they AJC claps Hoosier cakes. <laughs> they were yeah, aiming at boss and they hit like smithereens. Degrassi. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't I don't give the AJC that kind of credit at all. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> Thank you for the AJC smashes cakes to smithereens. <laughs> <To> smithereens. <laughs> <In> Indianapolis. <laughs> um mm. I also shouts out to uh shouts out to NIL deals being funnier than ever thanks to Stetson Bennett. On his Instagram page, Holly pimping for uh, one various brand of hard seltzer or another. It was um, if you're if you follow our buddy D Palm, who is uh, on with Felder sometimes on Hand in the Dirt and other various shows, and popped up in our our title game space. Uh, he had it on Instagram, and it was a, a side by side comparison of Stetson at like one in the morning, going ah, first of many, holding up a hard seltzer, and then like three hours later, just looking like hammered shit on Good Morning America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of our boy. He said many up, up at up at like six. What's the GMA morning call like? Four a.m. Oh, it's bad. It's mm. real bad. And he was there at like he had to be there at at least like what six a.m. Oh, at the latest. I'm at sure. At the latest. And they send a car for you, but. Yeah, you still got to get your corpse into the car. He's up on GMA. There was a shot of him on social media taking uh, a bottle of Pappy straight to the head. Just wait, what? Yeah, what do you mean taking a bottle? Like, no, I mean he was, he was oh, drinking. Oh, you yeah. said taking a oh, bottle that part straight of to head. the head, the and mouth that's part. yeah, the oh. mouth part. Yeah, he okay. he he was. He I'm was like, this man was on GMA getting in a bar fight. What a fucking legend. Oh, no. <laughs> we, we may have talking to, shit about we him may again. have to upgrade him what a god yeah excuse me robin roberts i gotta fight these bikers <laughs> <laughs> um it'd be more representative if jordan davis and nicobe dean came in beat everyone else and there Stetson bennett was like yeah but um he hit four passes baby he hit four big passes nobody will ever take that away from him after the quote fingers in the air fumble Everyone cited that as the moment when his game <clears> changed. <throat> the uh, we need a rule. I this is where we need a ruling on place where we just do a do over, because that play was so confusing <laughs> that I was just like, yeah, you know, just why don't you do that again? Like I believe in do overs know. as a part of football. That should happen. I mean, that play was confusing to the extent that like, I think if the play had been like one percent less confusing, there would have been fans on the field, <laughs> right? Mm. There would have been refs like fleeing into the tunnels. I think Georgia fans were too confused to riot. So maybe it Which, was a good thing that like yeah. there were two simultaneous strange rulings at once. I don't know, man. Yeah. We did get some trash throwing. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. 
the uh, yeah, the, the, it was clear throughout the game that there would be trash more and more on the field. And uh, honestly, it's, I, I am impressed by Georgia fans with how little trash they threw. To be quite honest, that was. Perf- <laughs> then again, at the title game, that that shit probably cost like twelve fifty. I didn't see the. I didn't I manage say, to see the concession prices. They didn't but want it enough. Are you not really? Impressed? Not really. I think it, it was the restraint. All right. In retrospect, are you more impressed now by the amount of trash that Tennessee fans threw with less on the line? <laughs> with Thank nothing you. on the Thank line. You. And not just water bottles. <laughs> Tennessee fans threw fucking groceries on the field. <laughs> Somebody threw Tennessee their mama's ashes throwing... on the field. I'm convinced. <laughs> no, that happened at yeah. Auburn. Yeah, it happened at Auburn. That are was you... during the picks during they the had pick to, six. No, yeah. they had to they had to like specifically tell people you can't this happened at Auburn and Georgia where so many people have tried to put ashes in uh in the bushes that it was actually becoming like a a health hazard slash cleaning problem yeah and they had to be like stop pouring human ashes onto the plants thank thank you for painting the picture of the next time i see a wide receiver go flying into those hedges like you're in the corpse you're in the corpse bush (laughs) no i think eventually somebody though the worst thing would not be getting hit with somebody's ashes thrown in an urn from the stands. Because that'd be bad, but it's not the worst. The worst would be if the person looked at you afterwards and they're like, that was my uncle. I don't even like him. Yeah. You got you, you got uncle all over you. you. You got you got dipshit powder all over you now. Yeah. He was in debt. You're probably in debt now, too. Legally, that's binding. If I hit oh. you with his ashes, you got to pay his credit card bill. <laughs> he left like 5500 on that you thing. Just, you just inhaled my dirt bag, uncle. <laughs> you just did. Tennessee football. Listen. You just inhaled my dirt bag, Uncle. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Y'all would do it too. Y'all know, would do I it. I know. I know we would. Yeah, would. Let's let's stick to the subjunctive there. Would. It's funnier though if it's a big ten team. <laughs> hey pal! They wanted to keep him out here where it's cold. That's my jerkwad uncle. Just hit you with them. <laughs> yeah, do do they uh do they cremate in the Big Ten? They just leave them out in the snow. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, no, they, they've got to cremate. That's a very Viking thing, right? So I'm just thinking, like, Minnesota. Well, that's, like, that's when you float them out on the on the darn lake, the one day a year when it's not frozen. You, you, <laughs> you set them out there. <laughs> but, you know, maybe it just goes over to, like, your friend's house, and they're like, oh, geez, you put Carl here. There's yeah, Carl. I put, I put my, darn, I, my, my darn uncle, we put him in the back of the trunk, and we, and we rolled it out on the ice, and when the ice melts, he'll go down into his favorite fishing hole and that's where he'll be <laughs> and it'll freeze back over by the next morning that's a great idea you don't just you don't want to catch a carl though you know that's the problem you got, oh got a carl got to put him down oh jeez through the hole put oh, him back you know that's how you get jeez. ghosts jeez i know you miss me carl but uh gonna have to put you back down there stay down right. there pal pal buddy hey, hey to toughen up a little bit huh <laughs> trying to leave the cold water. You only been down there twenty years. <laughs> you're you're scaring the bitches, Carl. Hey, speaking of waiting for a payoff. Hmm. I said, hey, speaking of waiting for a payoff. Ah, do you know what would help do, you? Do I feel an ad transition coming on. No. Speaking of payoffs. Speaking of waiting for those pig payoffs, and speaking of matriculating the field down the ball, I did that. I said that. Oh, God. Just like Stetson Bennett did. Then, okay. Acorns.com! Acorns.com, the tool to help you. Yes, you, the average person. 
save money and invest like a big investor. Jason, help these people. How can we get them on it? Acorns.com slash fullcast. Um, you might wonder, dear listener, why we reiterate these instructions each and every single week so meticulously and y'all specifically. Ain't too bright. <laughs> it's because <laughs> we get asked, where do I put the promo code in? Acorns.com slash fullcast. There ain't no promo Insert code. That we into love your you. web browser. Yeah, the, the promo code is part of the URL. URLs, I have learned, is how NFTs work. You are not buying actually anything. You're buying a thing that a URL points at. Mm. How exciting is that? A better use of your money, in my humble opinion, would be going to acorns.com slash fullcast and um, uploading some of your money into the investment machine that you can actually understand. How about that? Makes it's not think, based. Huh? It's not pictures of monkeys that anyone can steal from you. It's lines that go up, and that's so much easier to understand than NFTs. Uh, at yeah, when you put it like dot that. com slash full cast, where you'll get a five dollar starter boost to your retirement. Um, another thing that I've always found pretty easy to understand is shirts. Yeah, yeah. I, can uh, you can you elaborate? Well, I'm typically wearing one. I would say a good. Uh, at least, at least when people are looking at me, a good ninety-nine mm-hmm. point something percent of the time, um, okay. wearing a shirt, and uh, I, I would gather that's fairly typical for uh, for y'all, for for most of our listeners. Um, and I, I would say one place that I would go, in the event that any of our listeners are in need of more shirts, would be HomeFieldApparel.com, where hmm. they have, I don't even know how many shirts they have for sale. It's got to be at least five or six different kinds, mm-hmm. maybe way more, potentially hundreds. We should count. Kinds of shirts. We should count them. Yes. <laughs> Probably should. Um, with the promo but code Fullcast. they're adding new clothes all the time. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. By the time Too you hear this. Too fast for us to count. <laughs> we, count it, we count it SEC speeds and thereabout. So, no. Not going to get it done. With the promo code Fullcast, you'll receive 20% off your first order. And once again, yes, folks, we have to say this every week because there are still people among this listenership who have never placed an order at homefieldapparel.com, believe it or not. We forgive you. Still. That's all we do. All we want to do is, like, literally, this podcast, food, clothing, shelter. We give you clothing, right? Tell you how to get all the clothing you need from Homefield, right? Who, remember, yes, you can even even get bottoms sometimes. What? Oh, okay. Yes, at Homefield. All right. Bottom <laughs> pants. <laughs> pants. About... Okay. Yes. I he said we Indianapolis doesn't have nightlife. We back to Indianapolis. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your buddy now? Um, in addition to that, shelter that we're going to provide by helping you invest to get the things you need for your home mm-hmm, via acorns.com, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. full service production and food because we're just dropping nuggets of wisdom. Pick them up, eat them with and- some. You know, delicious honey mustard sauce. Eat them. I just realized um, the listenership, you know, the, the people who listen to this have never ordered anything from uh, home from home field. You know who those probably are? Probably Ohio State fans. Oh, that makes sense. So, Do you so whenever really you guys like actually. Those people, listener? <laughs> if you've never purchased anything from home field, people are going to think you're an Ohio State fan. Ugh. Wolf. 
So nobody wants that. Nobody, nobody should. Nobody should have to go through life being thought of as an Ohio State fan. <laughs> what is what is the thing that you say when you're trying to stop your children from doing something that will ensure they never have friends ever? Stop everything you're doing. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. Nobody's ever liked. Nobody that. likes that. Yeah, no one has Ohio ever State enjoyed football. that. Nobody likes yeah. that. Nobody likes nobody that. Likes Nobody's that. ever enjoyed that. Don't be like that. It's bad for you. Yeah. I said, yeah, Ohio State's really good. Yeah, what's the point? What's the point? That's always the start. That's always the starting point. Yeah, I don't know. They're pretty good. They'll probably win that game. So, uh-huh. so it's never been enough for us. Mm, go blue. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's about because it, because it's about more than the game. Yeah, that, that's correct. It's about more. Than, it's, it's about, about the game. It's, it's about, about getting out of post game lockup in time for family court. It's about yeah. It's about Midwestern values. Midwestern I said family values. Um, I, I really don't know what to make, by the way, of the claims that I have seen via Georgia fans that you're all going to have to make new jokes now. No, we won't. No, we don't. No, y'all are we the won't. same. It's, it's well, exactly the same. We lose the rights to the number one joke. That one is now off the table, and that's okay, because there are so many other ways to make fun of Georgia fans, man. Come on. Well, there's a variation, too. There's a variation of that very thing, which is that I'm just happy that I have now been alive for a Georgia football championship, and I'm almost 40. Yeah. I hadn't seen one before. That's what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. So now the... Finally, Jason and I have caught up to Spencer, who is the only one of us who was alive (laughs) the last time this happened. That's true. I'm trying to run back through titles. Let's see. Uh... So now, let's go. Shit, I think Pitt is next on the list. Well, Florida's up there. It's time. It's time. Tennessee's up there. No, we're not. Yeah, you got to. No, we're not. It's time. It's time to run it back. No, I'm just saying that implies that Tennessee could win a title again in the future, and I would like to exclude us from that joke. Holy crap! um, So, let's see here. I mean, Pitt, Pitt, no title since 1976, but that's not that funny. Um, yeah. BYU, Penn State, none since 86, but the, the, Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame now. None since 88. Oh, there we go. Yeah. It's Notre Dame. We had, All yeah, things come yeah, back yeah. and make fun of Notre Dame. We need a bulwark against Notre Dame being kind of likable now because of their new coach, and this will provide just the backstop. That's pretty good. That's we made it one game into the... Uh, be nice to Notre Dame era before <laughs> before Georgia ruined it. <laughs> we have turned back on Notre Dame again, and it's Georgia's fault. Oh. <laughs> I accept. But we still got like like I'm sorry, the pantry. Like I know that the supply chain's fucked up, but the pantry of Georgia jokes amply full. Oh yeah, this is okay. We'll get some new ones. This, I said this on Twitter the other day, and I would like to unpack this. So the. I framed this before in terms of the Tennessee-Georgia rivalry being very boring and not having a name or not having a traveling trophy. It ought to be played by water rights, as we as we all know, but it's not. And I don't think this is Tennessee's fault because we have an excess of personality at Tennessee. None of it's good. And Georgia, <laughs> Georgia's just so... They're just so... They're just pleat-fronted khakis and that same fucking haircut. There's nothing to pick out about them they are panera bread the football team and 
I'm really interested on a clinical level to see what happens now on almost an academic level because what kinds of derangement might spring forth from now having a title to boast about? Like, are you guys, are they immediately going to ratchet up expectations to an unmanageable fervor? Are they just going to, I mean, do you guys remember after Clemson made their first run and we were all kind of joking like, haha, can you imagine a future where we can't stand Clemson fans because they're too good? We said that. And they got there in land speed record time to being an absolutely unbearable group of people. And, but will, will Georgia go that way? Will they, or will they, you know, will they recognize that they don't want to become completely uh, the Alabama simulacrum that they've been trying to build? And will they, will they have the sense to rest on their laurels? You know, will, will, again, will the masters coming up kind of, uh, kind of sate them uh, kind of, kind of sate their urge for supremacy for a minute, or uh, you know, they could grow in, they could grow in so many different directions, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for whichever one of those directions happens because no matter what happens, our wish came true. We got something different out of the title game, and anything that happens to this fan base now will make them more interesting than they are at the moment because we are starting at zero. Hey, at the moment. I just, nobody cares I, I, about your Kia dealership. We are starting at zero. I mean, just to, just again, I'm just happy to see a bunch of liberals get to enjoy a college football championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, also, you prodded a new joke in there. Didn't think about this, but really, I'm very happy for Georgia. I'm glad to see them finally do this. I'm now looking forward to see if they can get on Clemson's level. Oh, right? you, you noticed that, did you? Yeah, mm. yeah, that's good to mm. see if we can. Yeah, see I was if just kind of kind of floating that out there. See if it get up to it, Clemson's level. See if it sinks or see if it's a witch. Yeah. That, yeah. that's good yeah um my new one that i that i, I wrote tested this on the live don't forget cast. don't forget georgia fans you did ask for this you said you guys have to get new clem get new georgia jokes and look at that i mixed y'all up again <laughs> yeah <laughs> little old clemson you said you guys have to get new clemson jokes and we are acquiescing to your will we'll keep road testing this one but i want to say congratulations to georgia for completing one reconstruction one <coughs> that's good See if we can see if we can do another. Keep this thing going. Um, so that that's good. Uh, we'll, we'll work on others. We got we got all the old ones, and we got the new ones, right? We can always put your asses drunk at a Top Golf because that's just documentary work. That's just Tuesday, mm. y'all. Also, we're just jealous because we love being drunk at Top Golf of a Tuesday. It is great. It's it wonderful. Is, it is phenomenal. They have Wi-Fi. Did you know? Yeah, you don't even have to do the golf part. You no, can just be great. drunk at a Top Golf. It's like being outside but lazier george is like i'm listening i'm listening <laughs> <laughs> george is weird for the outdoors because the top 20 percent of the state are the hardest outdoor people you will ever see mm-hmm. people who win survival competitions and survival shows a good number of them come from like north georgia or the tag area right the tennessee alabama georgia mm. area that that triangle because it's harsh country everybody's outside all the time and if you're outside all the time there you're either hunting constantly climbing hills maybe running from the police uh maybe you're just high on something and running around that's all possible right they're tough ass people and they're actually what you would qualify as like outdoorsmen with the capital o um Everyone else is basically in that Alabama outdoorsman, right? Tag area and northern Alabama accepted. 
your idea of being outdoors is in a chair outdoors. Or, that, cracker, that's what, or the Cracker Barrel porch. Right. You don't go to REI for anything that helps you move. Right? Not like, I'm going to need to go get some boots or a kayak or a bike. They're like, I need another chair. I need a, I need a nicer camp chair. Or something to help me make food so that I stand up, cook, then I sit back down. That's the other 80% of the state when it comes to being outdoors. Which, that's fine. Respect. If that's your thing. Um, hey, do you want to talk about something else that's outdoors that looks like it kind of doesn't want to be there? <laughs> I, I think I know where you're going. Yes. Um to the to the pack 12 <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about the pack 12 uh because we uh ha haven't been there in a minute uh also joe montana and giants outfielder hunter pence uh both figure into this story so that's kind of like sports oh yes um i i subscribe to uh, an extremely frivolous magazine called architectural digest which is not actually about architecture it's like Look at the couch that Kirsten Dunst has now. Here's her dog. Um, I wish it was more about architecture, but every once in a while, it will actually talk about architecture being digested as an eaten up by the earth, and I live for that shit. I'm going to read you all a headline. <clears throat> this is from January 10th, 2022. San Francisco's luxurious new skyscraper is tilting 26 inches. Here is the subhead. The 640, this is a weird way to measure a building, the 645-foot-tall Millennium Tower will continue tilting at a rate of 3 inches per year and has already sunk between 17 and 18 inches into the ground. I am now going to go through the article, and uh, you guys stop me when you get to something weird. San Francisco's Millennium Tower, one of the glitziest residential buildings in the city, is now tilting more than two feet north and west and continues to tilt at a rate of three inches a year because it's sinking into the ground. Okay. If the problem isn't fixed, the building could eventually tilt 40 inches, the maximum it needs to function and most probably for the elevators but, and plumbing <clears throat> to work. <clears throat> most probably? I don't know which part of this sentence I like best. The idea that it would get to 40 inches of tilt and stop, or the probably <laughs> attached to the four elevators and plumbing to work. Uh, this is the tallest residential building in San Francisco. Joe Montana and uh, a Giants player lived there. Um, here we go. And listening to them try and frame this without cussing is amazing. In a contradiction that defies improbability... <laughs> Data shows that around 10 inches of the overall 26-inch tilt happened last year following work to stop the sinking. <laughs> Should have left it alone. Just let the, let the building tilt. Let the building now, tilt. Let it lean. Is, this next part required an investigative report, which I, I think that maybe I don't look, I don't want to, I don't want to throw, I don't want to throw mud at our investigative journalism, brothers and sisters, but I, I question whether it took a report to determine this. In an investigative report, NBC Bay Area revealed that drilling logs show a gap of one to four days between grilling, drilling and grout installation. So they drilled it and just left it, and then mm -hmm. they didn't caulk it up for one to four days. Mm -hmm. Here comes the best part. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. The fix engineer, first of all, that's a job title. Ron Hamburger. 
has admitted that his team didn't guide the contractor they hired, Shimmick Construction, on how to stop the tower from sinking and tilting as they drilled and dug into the ground. He told city supervisors, the procedures for installing piles were basically the contractor's prerogative. We did not tell them how to install piles. Spencer, you're from Florida. Are mm -hmm. piles important? They're really important. What Ollie. are piles in an architectural sense? Uh, yeah, the piles themselves are going to be the things that help stabilize the building in the ground mm -hmm. itself. Particularly important in a place like Florida, anybody with a high water table, mm -hmm. uh, because you need to find ways to make that building uh, more stable or as stable than the ground itself. Hey, that, speaking why. of ground that's stable or unstable, what's not mentioned in this article? Earthquakes. Huh. Earthquakes. Hmm. Yeah. Why would they be mentioned in a story about California? They're not. I mean, there's yeah, no mention of earthquake in this story. That's a great question. Do they question. happen in California? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I have to read the last part of Ron Hamburger's public statement. <laughs> Although the building remains safe, we believe the project needs to resume construction and complete this construction quickly, says the guy who had a four day gap. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, there's absolutely nothing about this that's connected to football apart from Joe Montana once living here. I just wanted to say that full cast, full cast readers are everywhere, and sometimes they have real jobs. Can I? Um, and I'm pretty sure read, Ron Hamburger was a commenter. The, uh, can I read from the Wall Street Journal? <clears throat> I know I do this from oh, time to time as do, an investor. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, this, yeah. This article's from uh, September 19th. 2001 um <clears throat> ronald hamburger turned on his television on the on the day of the attack just in time to watch the collapse of the second world trade center tower he mr hamburger is one of four top forensic <laughs> engineers commissioned to perform a post-mortem on the world trade center's collapse one in the same ron hamburger was one of oh. the people <laughs> who was tasked with explaining why the world trade center towers fell um I, uh, on a Ron Hamburger undid 9-11. Hey, you're, you have the right mindset because on a conspiracy <laughs> Wikipedia uh, entitled wikispooks.com, Ronald Hamburger has a page. Um, oh, whoa. Go on. It, it reads, Ronald Hamburger was a principal author of FEMA's initial report on the collapse of the Twin Towers, later a key participant in the NIST report on why the WTC buildings collapsed. I just tried to make that yes. sound as sinister as possible. It says that was a really on good this conspiracy website, it says Ronald Hamburger and his uh, tags are engineer and deep state functionary with a question. Mark. <laughs> Where um, was Ronald well, Hamburger on 9-11? <laughs> By the way, Ronald Hamburger... That's a nine to five man. He ain't worrying about shit once he clocks out. <laughs> mm -mm. Not what a damn thing. Was it a weekend? Oh, Is that what did it? Did they, did they, that's what did it. They was it a four-day weekend? On Friday. The shit was dug Friday at like 1.30 p.m. And he's like, all right, y'all be good. I'll check on Mr. Herb Hamburger out. I'm checking on this one Monday morning. <laughs> I didn't know emergency Burger contractors up. did summer Fridays, but gonna, I, gonna, I love it. We're going to leave. I mean, kudos to you for separating work and your personal life, Mr. Hamburger. Like, it, yeah, so, we, drilled these huge, we drilled these huge fucking holes next to the leaning building that might fall over. And he's like... Jink. I'm sorry. Did you send an email at 501. 
Later. Whoopsie do. Phone <laughs> off. I'm out. So then Monday morning around like Monday morning around ten forty five AM deep state functionary Mr. Hamburger shows up and what the fuck? No one put rocks in the holes we dug Friday <laughs> at noon. <laughs> this actually could be a Yellowstone plot line because at one point. Uh, Kevin Costner and his grandson are camping out in a field and people keep calling him so he makes the ranch hands like undo all of their camp and set the tents and everything again set them all up again like 20 yards up the hill and he gets up the hill and he looks at his phone and he's like no signal and his grandson asks is this a better camp grandpa and he looks at his phone and it's like service not available and he said yes it is <laughs> That's, man, listen, Ron Hamburger. Ron Hamburger, you need to lay off the Yellowstone, man. Ron Hamburger, OBGOIN, the kid's halfway out in like five o'clock hits, and he's like, yo, bye. Bye. Oh, it's, time for after, it's time for after work, Ron. Sure it is. After Just work, catch. Ron's here. I'm Ron Hamburger, and I don't have time for your pastrami. <laughs> My God, that's beautiful. Have they tried to? Have they tried asking the building to? Uh, have they tried sit asking up straight? what the building wants? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you sit up straight, building? <laughs> don't slouch. <laughs> Stop slouching. You don't think you are somewhere. Millennial ass building with your flat bill cap. I just butchered a line I was trying to pull from my grandmother, which is, "How are you going to act when you get somewhere?" <laughs> so the um, the Ron Hamburger origin story, according to uh, yes yes enr dot com. <clears throat> 30 years ago in Seattle, at the end of a talk to fellow structural engineers about lessons learned from recent earthquakes, Ronald O. Hamburger showed a fair photograph of a largely intact San Francisco after 1989's magnitude 6.9 quake. He followed with a photo of the other, utter devastation caused by 1988's magnitude quake in Ar Armenia. Um, blah, blah, blah. There were collapses and the effects of modern construction and codes is evident from comparison of these two events. Hamburger recalls telling the audience in 1990, then came the hamburger bombshell. That's <laughs> what it says. <laughs> My belief is that Seattle. So basically, the, I, the, 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 he was basically telling Seattle they weren't ready. But uh, mm -hmm. it's described here as the hamburger bombshell. And then he, f he figured out 9-11. And now he is, man, this is a long life. A long life of fixing Seattle and solving 9-11 and shit. Let the man mm -hmm. take a weekend. I think it's it's been it's been thirty something years since the hamburger bombshell. Let the man rest. Evidently, mm. he's gonna take him. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie out. Ronnie, you know what? There's Ron Hamburger, the serious building man, and then I want you to meet somebody new. That's Weekend Ron. Meet Weekend Ron. It's like Florida Stanley. Weekend Ron. We're going to meet Weekend Ron. Everybody's going to be real happy. And then on Monday at 9, clocked back the fuck in to go clocked look at these the giant holes <laughs> that they didn't fill next to this building that won't sit up straight. There was another thing that Holly wanted to discuss that I think is important for our listenership. Um, and that is, I think, somewhat related to acorns.com. Mind you, I don't think you'd have to worry about this option if you were using acorns. Your money would be right. You'd be set. You'd be ready for investments, important investments like ham. Ham is an important investment. You're familiar on this program with our concept of night ham. It's core to our values and everything that we believe in. That is ham that should be eaten at night as a booster rocket to the orbital monster of your day. Um, from Bill Oakley. 
on Twitter. Scare a shared screenshot. Why eat everyday supermarket food when you can finance a ham from Montgomery Ward? And Thank the you to the number of people who tagged us in this tweet. A lot we of people. We had not intended to bring this up on the show, but when we get double-digit notifications involving layaway ham, uh-huh. uh huh, we, we spring into action. You can finance a ham. All right, either a spiral sliced ham uh, with the fired-in sugar glaze or the, the masterpiece baked ham, all right, available for anywhere from $65 to, you know, $110, depending on uh, the weight of the ham. But at only $20 a month, you too could finance a ham. It's probably actually a really bad sign for our society. Oh, wow. I tweeted this right before we started recording. People are really mad at me that I said you can only get unblocked by a $500 charitable donation. Except for that one guy's 1000 I told the guy who complained about it that it would be 1000 oh, That's cool. Yeah. Somebody, by the way, has already contributed $500 to do this. Uh, there, are, I can name at least two people off the top of my head. I will not shout them out here because I don't want you in their mentions because I'm kind. But... Uh, two or three people went for this during the charity bowl last year, and they can they can verify that this is a real thing that I will do. Um, one other thought on the ham, by the way, this is just basic ass ham. It's not like jamon. It's not like um, prosciutto. It's not like some sort of artisanal ham that was cured on the thighs of angels somewhere high in the Pyrenees Mountains. No, this is just ham. It's like pretty standard American ass ham. That you could finance for ten to twenty dollars a month, depending depending on your finances. Can I take us That's... back briefly from <laughs> hamburger? Because mm -hmm. um, <laughs> do we have more on hamburger facts? We have more hamburger lore. Um, <clears throat> quote again from email.com. <laughs> Somehow, in addition to all his professional duties and committee work, hamburger finds time to be a pilot, a hunter. A fisherman, an equestrian, a pianist, and a karate enthusiast. So those weekends are being put to good work, folks. The, <laughs> Ron is out here so, being, <laughs> Ron is out here jumping out of planes to do karate against villains who are uh, harming uh, the, the, the wildlife hunting grounds and so forth. This man is not just digging holes and waiting for somebody to fill him. No, he's got, he's got other, other adventures to tackle. In addition uh, so to being I'm a deep state functionary, which is not so I'm sit here, curiously. So I'm sitting here talking about uh, talking shit about Ron Hamburger, and there's a a less than zero percent chance and probability of him skydiving into the window behind me and karate chopping me in the throat for talking yeah. shit about him. Yeah. So that would be the self. worst if you had to tell somebody you're like, man, why can't you talk? You just sitting there texting them, or you know, or talking through your voice box like Ron Hamburger chopped me in the throat. <laughs> 9-11 This is how I talk now. Karate chop me <laughs> yeah. from the sky. <laughs> the man behind no, no, the no. Seattle warning. Not that kind of 9-11 building guy. The, <laughs> the good kind of 9-11 building yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, that dude. He, he totally rode a horse over me. I was just sitting in the street and I heard somebody go, Hamburger out! He ran my ass over. Hamburger's off the clock. Pow! <laughs> I got a clock in and learn ancient Chinese calligraphy. Just because I'm skydiving doesn't mean I won't clock you. Kapow! 
Maybe while you're up there, Ron, skydiving, you can look down and see those big ass holes nobody filled next to the building that's leaning. <laughs> drop a drop a damn horse hey. while you're up there, buddy. <laughs> hey, is there supposed to be something in here? No, that's lunch. No, that's lunch. Yeah, hey. I wonder I was if the, the plan is eventually to use the uh, sum of his training um, and to like use a plane to sort of nudge the building back into place, you know? <laughs> He's going to karate chop it back into place. Yeah! Yeah, fly, fly past and pow, real good, and just sort of, and that'll just creak it back into place a little bit. That building sassed me, so I gave it the hey Knocked it back gave into it place. The old, he gave it the old hamburger treatment. <laughs> That's the last time he'll joke about Ron Hamburger. Now I kind of want my ass to get kicked by this dude. It'd be a polished, thorough ass kicking. And if it happened... And if it happened at 5 o'clock, he'd clock right out. He'd be like, well, I was going to kill you, but uh, I got to get to swim class. Stay put. I'll be back Monday morning. Got to learn how yeah. to knit. <laughs> <laughs> Something I thought I would never say on the full cast, but now I'm pleased to do. Shouts out to Ron Hamburger. Shout out Ron Hamburger. Ron Hamburger has entered the lexicon. What a treat. What a treat for us all. <laughs> Went from hamburger to layaway ham. Delay away ham to not talking about Georgia winning a national title. We did, did Georgia it. win a national title? <laughs> to airborne sensei Ron Hamburger. <laughs> Ron Hamburger is waiting outside, ready to kick your ass. <laughs> waiting outside up there somewhere. <laughs> outside, he's listen, he's loose. Ron Hamburger will assess your foundation the old fashioned way. <laughs> loose hamburger. <laughs> I just, you have the movie where Ron Hamburger pops up like a scene in Yellowstone, beats your ass and goes, I found your foundations unsound, and walks off. <laughs> yeah, there's a pow right in the jaw, and then, now you're the one who's leaning.